Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome to episode 92. 92 of the Talking Hockey yep. podcast. I know what episode it is. I can read. <laughs> I am feisty. I am on one right now. I, is I am on one. today. I want to fight. No, bro. I've been freaking working all day. This dog is keeping me up all night. Well, she's not, but she's in the day. It's like I got to take her on like five walks. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm at my uncle's house right now taking care of his dog. Sammy gets, you might hear, because she likes to bark at squirrels out the window. Or people walking by, or car. So if you hear that, we apologize sincerely um, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, and I'm back this week, and I got more stable internet. And Zencaster will not kick me out because we're giving positive we manifestations today. Martin is not here because he messaged today saying I can do a podcast at 11:15 p.m. tonight. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Why not record at midnight? Yeah. Why not? You can be even more tired and feisty. Yeah, we're, we're already on. low energy at eight. Sometimes <laughs> when we record at five, we're we're low energy. So, yeah. I mean, I don't. I would be dead at if we try to record when Martin said. And this is an episode Martin really wanted to do. So I kind of feel bad for him. At the it's same time, fault. why we've never recorded at like ten thirty. Um, well, we have, but we always hate it. So I wasn't yeah, going to say again. we definitely have done that before. I just don't um, like doing it. So I don't like doing it either. Um, but yes, we're doing a honorable mentions or, or who we think are like the biggest snubs for the hockey hall of fame. Can, and we can also go over people that we think are in it. That shouldn't be in it. If there, if there's time for it, but uh, Eric wanted to say something, I think about the Kraken NFTs first, which I don't give a shit about. I think don't think Ty cares I, I just about find all. it interesting because they released their NFTs. Of course they did. And uh, they called them Kraken doubloons. And first of all, I'm pretty sure it's doubloons, not doubloons. Okay, but what is that? Anyway, is, I'm guessing it's some sort it's of ocean term. It's like yeah, a coin. It's like gold. It's like jewels. It's like doubloons, you know? 
But I thought it. Can you? Someone look this up for me. Is it an M or an N at the end of the? It's an N, isn't it? It's an N. It's an N. N for Nancy. Sound right to me. N for your Nana doesn't love you. If you ever watch pirate movies, they say it with an M at the end. No, 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 no. No. You just start. You just. They just have accents. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I thought it was interesting, and I I think they're the first team officially to release. NFTs. What do you? How do you They're feel about? Players, how do but. you feel about NFTs and Bitcoin being used to launder money? Um, I mean, how else are people going to launder money? <laughs> it's going to happen. Good old anyway. cash business. Why through not their, make it their, way easier? Nephew and niece. And nephew yeah. and niece is a good route to go. The yeah. thing is, a lot of the people that are doing it are doing it in a really obvious and stupid way. So they're gonna. A lot of them are gonna get caught, for sure. Did you know? Not sly. You know what? Everyone who criticizes NFTs and Bitcoin for laundering money, that's that happens with real currency anyway, and no one calls that a flaw. Did you know in the Canadian real estate market, $100 billion is laundered through real estate? Wow. Is that a fact or is it's that a just fact. something Look it up. Got... $100 billion of real estate is laundered money. In Ty, how do you know that fact? I'm curious. I saw it on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. And we know Ty that everything on Twitter is valid. Ty sends a lot of tweets that I think are from morons. He so. saw a tweet, therefore it is a fact, Luke. Shut mm-hmm. up. Uh, that's Don't how disagree. Twitter works, to be honest. It should be called Factor because Twitter is just a bunch of facts. So I think it should be called Factor. What I wanted to talk about with the Kraken doubloons – see, it doesn't sound right. It's doubloons. Shut up. But anyways, You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's one. Someone commented. I don't know if I should actually say who did, but um, they said, "Don't understand how releasing NFTs fits with the Kraken's climate pledge," referring to the fact that NFTs and Bitcoin are all very porous for the environment because mm-hmm. uh, they Do use you know up a also, lot of energy. No, no, no. Do you know what also nothing. doesn't fit well with the climate pledge? Pledge running an eighteen thousand person arena. <laughs> I don't think that has any positive impact on the environment from trash well, apparently to lights. They're, to they're saying that they're going to be cl- as close to carbon neutral as possible. Probably just going to buy. Offsets you know how that happens? Yeah, buying offsets. Kind of buying offsets for okay. I want to go over this. This is just not. This is not hockey related. But buying offsets is not the same as being carbon neutral. Yes. Like it's it's, it's legally not. being carbon neutral. Yeah, legally sure, but I mean it's one of the dumbest policies ever put in place of the, the climate system. I don't know. I, I read about it and I know I knew about it from like, I took poli-sci courses. I'm sure, Eric, I'm sure you know about it too. Yeah. But Obama was talking about it in his book, like it was some big thing. I'm like, cool. Now McDonald's can just go buy 300 fucking thousand things and pump out way more. The, the argument is that if you're making people pay for carbon offsets, they're less likely to pollute. And then on top of it, they're paying for you to then remove that carbon dioxide or whatever it is out of the air. That's the argument. Uh, it's, it's not a terrible argument. It's not a super efficient system, but it. Uh, we don't exactly have many better existing alternatives. To me, it's equivalent of instead of that. putting my garbage in my backyard and letting it go wherever, instead of doing that, I bought 30 bins for my garbage. The amount of garbage you have is still the same, and it still goes to the same place. <laughs> all you're doing is just hiding it better. That's all you're it's, doing. Like that's how like everything 
in society works though like, True. <laughs> like it really is like nobody we don't address pro like in, in an airline for example if you go and take your you want to check your luggage into security and it's 52 pounds they'll make you take stuff out of your suitcase till it goes to 50 pounds or they're going to charge you more if you take two pounds out and put it in your backpack that you're wearing all of a sudden you're fine <laughs> oh i have a great story about that it um, makes what, no sense or like you know i have to pay 50 dollars for a check bag for someone for my bag being 52 pounds but if someone weighs 150 pounds more than me they can check a similarly yeah. heavy bag and some reason nothing in society actually well, makes i sense. have a great story about that so i was backpacking from japan to the to korea to the philippines and back to japan and like my final all the flights had different weight limits for each bag so the first flight was 15 pounds the last one was set or 15 kilograms, and then the last one was seven kilograms. So I'm like, okay, I can only pack seven because that's what I need on the last flight. The first flight doesn't matter. And then I bought some stuff, of course, as one does on a trip. And I was in the in the airport in the Philippines, and they said, this is two pounds over. So I went, and it's so hot there. And I went to the bathroom, just threw clothes on, and walked through, and then once I got through, I took it off and put it in my backpack, as you said. I'm like, what What does it matter? The same amount of, of, of weight is on the plane in the end. Why yeah. does this matter at all? Uh, anyways, that yep. was just a When I was flying to India one time, uh, our bag was one and a half pounds over, and we had to go and carry all that stuff in our backpacks instead. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so stupid. But It's okay. ridiculous. Um, anyways, that's Ty, all, all I wanted to say. It was just I just found it interesting that they they're the first team that's released NFTs. A bunch of players, you know, Austin Matthews released his own. Um, a few others that all released their own. Melania Trump released her own NFTs. I think Carolina is well. going to do one. I saw some stuff on Twitter. Hey, yeah, they it. tweeted about it. Eric, what stops me from just taking a screenshot of your NFT? Uh, you don't officially own it because blockchain, blah, 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 blah. All right, stuff. well, I'm just going to take a screenshot and then I can put it on my avatar. <laughs> it was like it's all- honestly one of the dumbest trends I've ever seen. Like, I get it, but at the same time, it's so stupid how much everyone talks about it. Yep. I, I Maybe I'm behind. Maybe I'm five years behind everyone that talks about NFTs I think now, they're but- going to end up being big, but I don't think a lot of the applications of it right now matter at all. Yeah. Like these bored apes and crypto punks and all this fucking nonsense. Nobody, nonsense. Nobody's going to care about them in two, three, four years. Yeah. NFTs I'll- will still exist. Bored apes and whatever else won't, I, yeah. I very much doubt will exist. Um, yeah but all right getting back to the hall of fame now yes getting back to the hockey hall of fame i'm going to go through this bleacher report um article about some of the biggest hockey hall of fame snubs in hockey history but before we get into that i want to know what you guys are thinking and how we're qualifying this because do you think individual awards matter for the hockey hall of fame yes or no very much very 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 much so ty they should Okay. Um, yeah. They, Does it team awards tend to matter a lot too? But I think almost a lot more because people care more about cups. Yeah. Right. But okay, like, so we, you can be a shitty player on a good team and win three cups, a la Matt Cullen or 
I just think there's a lot of awards out there that are valued too highly based on the voting system. If it's just like, yeah, Hart or like uh, Ted Lindsay or whatever, most points, I get it. But if we're talking like writer voting, then I think there's a little bit of discrepancy there. Um, Do we think that if they hold, if they're like not the best player, but they broke, they were like the best player from a certain country, does that matter? Like they broke the boundaries of Russia, Latvia. I I think that if you're talking about like certain places but if you're the first like latvian player to make the nhl no i don't think that really matters no i agree i i I kind of disagree and i'll tell you why it's because we talk about like breaking like a a large part of sports and getting to these higher levels is isn't just having the skill to necessarily do it it's having the belief that you can do it the example i always use is you know the four minute mile right for years and years, decades, people were trying to break the four-minute mile forever. And then suddenly one guy did it. One guy did it. And within like one or two years, there was another 16 people that did after him. Right. And it wasn't that science improved. It wasn't that like, you know, major advancements in running happened. It was that somebody did it. And so other people believed that they could do it. And so it happened. Right, you must. Have I don't agree with that at all. Eric. No, no, no. It is, and the equivalent is nobody from, let's say, China might think, "Hey, I can make the NHL." They don't have an idea of how they can do it. They see that guy make it, and he he succeeds. All of a sudden, a lot of other Chinese kids think they can do it too, and that's. Uh, I think we see. That, I think we see that across society. I think we see it in a number of different areas, and I think it's the same with sports. What if they're just like Chinese descent, but weren't born in China? Uh, I think we've already had people of Chinese descent in the NHL. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I know Nick. uh, At least part, partially. I mean, we're all partially everything. But yes. Um, I just think like if, if a guy comes from some country and they've never had an NHL player. I think, I don't think that automatically makes him hall of fame material. I think that gives you him good consideration to be yeah, in there. Right. I like you agree. have, you know, the, the first black guy to make the NHL, he's in the hall of fame. The first, yeah. uh, I think that's different because of like color boundaries, right? This is, if you're talking about like the first Chinese player, right? That, like, there are, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. comparing like that to the same level, <laughs> but, but I'm saying like we the the idea of bake, breaking boundaries should have an impact on the Hall of Fame. But that, that would be more in like the team builder or the builder category, I think, than like the actual play on the ice. Because there's, mm, uh, there's yeah, builder, yeah, I get there's... I get what you're saying. I, I don't think they have like a necessary special category for it. But I think if if you had like the first guy from Brazil to make the NHL, and then suddenly you know. Like I think that's worthy of consideration, at least in being remembered, or okay. you know, whatever, whatever then, that country is. Do we think Stanley Cups matter? Uh, not as much as they make them out to be. There's gonna be a, there's always gonna be tons and tons of players that were phenomenal but never won a cup. You look at Pavelski. You look at you almost Ovechkin was very very close to not ever winning a cup in his uh, career, right? Mm-hmm. It's, Okay. Uh, McDavid might never if he stays in Edmonton. <laughs> the way true. I see it, Luke, is that all of these, it, it varies, right, on, on, on players who are eligible. It varies on players who are on the ballot each year and the, the impact that it has. Because in my eyes, 
this is a hockey hall of fame for the absolute best players and not just like the hockey hall of slightly elite all-stars for a couple seasons right they have mm-hmm. to basically throughout their career been you know whether it be through they have to be the best right mm-hmm. and what that can be the best as a combination of things it can be the best goal scorer the best playmaker the best defenseman right like and then also helping their case would be you know team awards like they won a stanley cup or uh, a gold medal at the olympics or something along those lines right that all excuse me that all plays a role in in this all and i think it just varies from person to person how much each award and each team award helps their case mm-hmm. okay that's fair i just wanted to, i wanted to understand your guys's ground rules and expectations as we went into this but Starting off with number one. One, one quick question oh before we move on. Yes. Uh, for Ty, because when, when I talked about the four-minute mile earlier and like breaking boundaries, you said I disagree. What did you disagree about that out of curiosity? I disagree, I disagree that just because one person um, did it, right, mm-hmm. um, that it, it, it just made other people want to do it. I just think that like, um, like you have a generation of better – training and better preparation right and then you're going to have more people become faster runners or faster skaters or you know you see it in every sport i'd say you look at 1960 yes, but, nhl but it, to but it wasn't like you know it, it happened and then years later everyone figured it out. it was literally like the next year multiple people did it right and it was like nobody was getting it before and right, re- because because they're all probably around the same age and the same training that they've had throughout their lives but, to run but, that. But if you look at, if you, maybe it's helpful if the audience like actually goes, there's a documentary on this um, and they talk a little bit about it. The, it was never a physical limitation. And I think that was the difference. It was never, people didn't know how to run people. It was just, they didn't have, it, 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 it seemed from the documentary's perspective and the way I saw it too, it does seem like a belief thing. Whether that sounds kind of mushigashi or not, I don't know, but it, it doesn't, there was some strategy involved with it. I get that, but it wasn't like any groundbreaking strategy where all of a sudden one person could do it and then 16 people could do it the next year. It was more so it can happen now. You know it, you've seen it, you can believe in it, and so you can strive towards that greater goal. Then that's, anyways, we don't need to debate anymore. I was just kind of curious what your point was. That story is like a famous story that every business guy uses in every business book. Every, I think I've yeah. read that story about 3,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> from all the books I've seen it in, like especially yeah, It's the, a very famous story. Yeah. Most people have heard about it. I, I didn't know about the perspective on like, you know, what everyone will debate it, right? Oh, it was just the strategy of what they did and other people copied and blah, 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 blah. I, I just didn't see it that way. Yeah. Okay. Finally, getting into this list. Now that we're talking about <laughs> Guy Carboneau is the one that is number one on the biggest snubs of, uh, of this Bleacher Report list. Well, it's an honorable mention for a snub. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now we'll get back into the show. Gee Carbonos, I don't think it's a snub. He had six six 663 points in 1,300 games and won three Selkie trophies. That's like the, his claim to fame is winning three Selkie trophies. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Snub or not a snub? I mean, I don't really get to watch him, so. I know. It's hard. I'll stick, I'll stick mainly with players like in the last 30 years. Yeah, and um, the thing is, like a lot of these writers, they make these lists and then they've never watched them either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they're just doing it based off of like name value and then whatever stats you can find online. Selka trophies, uh, points, games played, mm-hmm. whatever okay. else. It's like, yeah. I'm just going to go off of names that we know and we're able to watch. Curtis Joseph. Um. 454 victories, career save percentage of 0.906, which isn't great. Um, never won a cup. His only award is the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Nah. Does he deserve to be in the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, yes or no? I don't think so. Time might have a different opinion. Um, so I think also if you're looking at goaltending stats um, – early 2000 late 90s early 2000 yeah 906 today isn't very good but back then for a career save yeah, percentage it's right. great right <clears throat> but um uh i i don't know if i don't think he'd be a hall of famer um yeah i don't i don't think so i'm okay with him not being in it i mean he was legendary on the leafs i'm not gonna lie about that if, if i had a bias i would put him in um but i think that there were more elite goalies with who had better, um, better st- stats, better <coughs> accomplishments. Sorry, I'm just kind of choking over here. I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm struggling to talk. I've had a day. I don't know if I started <laughs> off by saying that, but you I've did. had a day. <laughs> Ty's had a day. Let him be. Yeah. Um, all right. We got uh, next up on this, like Mark Recchi, who. Uh, 1,500 points in 1,650 games. I think the think second he, you hit 1,500 points, you should be. I feel like... 1,500 points? You, I, I think he had two cups. I feel like I 1,500 think. points, like that's a... That's he a was barrier. good. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Like if, you, if you're if you above 50... I think if you looked at a list of points, and you know, I, I could go and look this up if I... Wanted to, but I'm pretty sure if you looked up everyone over 1500 points, most of those players would be in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or be, you know, in the future be considered for the Hall of Fame. He played till he was 43 and he won three Stanley Cups, apparently. 
Um, but I think some of those were as a coach because he was with um, – I think two of them were, were with, uh, with as a coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. The only That's one all, there's also a weird category because, like, you know how guys get in for – build building and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff there's some people that like don't necessarily deserve just from their playing career but some don't just from their coaching career but the combination of both should get them in that yeah kind of category i feel um so we think he should be in it yeah i think so um and then we got keith kachuk top power forward during the dead puck era 538 goals and 1,065 points put him among the top American scorers of all time, which is a pretty impressive feat. Um, I think he's number three or two or three on the list of of uh, American born goal scorers. Uh, I think he gets into the hall. I, I him his oh is Ty frozen? Yeah, Ty's gone. No, no, he's here for me. Just keep oh. talking. I'm here. Sorry, I've had. No. I, I'm just trying to figure something out here. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, what I was saying is, he for his playing career alone, uh, like I get he's you know he's one of the highest American scoring players, but like in overall NHL history, again, he's it's not like he was one of the first guys, so he doesn't get that consideration. So I'm not sure, but you know, his last name and who he's uh. Spawned an impact yeah. on, <laughs> on his eligibility. <laughs> Ty, do you think Keith Kachuk should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Uh, for making Matt and Brady Kachuk, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but not as giving a us giving us entertainment for the last couple of years when mm-hmm. nobody in the NHL wants to do anything interesting. I think uh, the Kachuks are basically the cards. balls, the balls of the NHL world, like Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball. Yeah, like I feel like that's a that's they a are, pretty that's a good that's an apt uh, assessment. Yeah. He also I don't think he won any awards. Um, yeah, I, if he's playing alone, I I don't see it. We next on the list we got Pierre Turgeon. Um, he got uh, thirteen hundred points in thirteen hundred games. Well, just over a point per game. Uh, got a lady Bing. I don't know if he got any cups. Uh, let me check here. Pierre Turgeon. He. I don't think he did. No, I don't no. think he did either. He did not. Um. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 I don't consider need, a lady thing something. memorial trophy like. I, I don't consider it a real thing. I don't, I don't consider care. it a real trophy like. <laughs> I think I'm sorry, it's just like, a giveaway that the yeah. NH- yeah, I think it's just like another thing. I'm really glad that you didn't get many penalty minutes this year, buddy, but uh, don't really care. Yeah. no, Nobody but, cares about that award. Does that even. make your team – does that put your team into a Stanley Cup contender position by not getting penalties? Maybe. I mean, technically, but – I don't know. I don't consider yeah, it – But it's, it's only very high one, on too. If you got like four, I'd be like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Maybe you get some creds. One, uh, nah. Nah. Um, next, we got Mike Vernon. Goalie, another goalie. Uh, two Stanley Cups, I believe. Um, and I think he got one with Calgary and one with Detroit. Not great overall career. I mean, th- 385 wins, almost 400. And then he got the Conn Smythe one year, and he got the William M. Jennings, which I believe is the tag team of lowest goal scored against you. 
I have like a. Yes, that's correct, Luke. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, I have like a bias with goalies. Maybe I just think it's harder for them to enter the Hall of Fame because I I think like the the difference between them and others has to just be really great, and I don't know if it's there. There's very few goalies who are elite for a very long period of time. Exactly, and I think those are the guys that have to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I. You know, a, re- a really good goalie, I'm not sure, is uh, is worthy. But... I mean, yeah, Cujo isn't in there. I'd say he was a good goalie for his time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I just don't think that – I think it goes back to what I was saying. Like, it's, it's the Hall of Fame for the all-time greats, right? And it's not just that all these players that you're listing are kind of like, yeah, they were good. But were they, you know, legendary players in the league? Mm-hmm. Are there yeah. any current players on this list, or current slash, uh, like very recent, like this past decade players? Um, no, because our audience skews younger. That's why I'm curious. I know. Uh, so I, I, I was, saw one I was thinking threat. is Daniel Alfredson. Okay, He's not on this list, him. but. <laughs> oh, if Martin were on this podcast, Ooh. that's why I'm bringing it up. We still get that in. Idiot for not showing up. Do you think he does? I don't think he won any. He won the Calder. He won the King Clancy, and he won the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. King Clancy and Mark Messier, I don't think are like they're kind of like the Lady Bing. They're eh. yeah, they're not like major awards. You're the best leader in the league. Good job, buddy. <laughs> won Stanley Cup final and less than a point per game player. I mean, albeit almost twelve hundred points in twelve hundred games, but uh, I don't really. I I can see why Senators fans think so. Yeah. Um he was that franchise for a decade. Uh but is being a slightly big fish in a small pond worthy of being in the Hall of Fame or do you need to be a gigantic fish in a small pond to mm-hmm. And I'm not sh- you know, I'm not sure on uh I can see the argument, though, but I, like, if you only wanted to evaluate it on his play, I'm not sure he's uh, he's in there. It's also like everyone is saying, like it's Toronto media bias for not voting him in or whatever is just off the rails. It's I agree. Silly. He's not in there. So what? Matt Sundin is bitches. Suck it. <laughs> You're going to get all of the Senators fans listening to this to love Listen, us. Yeah. So looking, I, I have some players off the top of my head who are currently in the league if we wanted to go that route. I'm not sure if there's anyone else interesting on your list, Luke. Um, there's a couple. There's okay. uh, Alex McGillney, Alexander McGillney. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's one who I think should make it. He's a guy I think who should make it. But it, it also at the same time, if Alfredson's not in, I don't see McGillney getting in. Yeah. yeah, they were both. They were both very. I'm not gonna lie. They were both very good players, top three wingers of their time, I'd say. Right, but they both. I think they both. Correct me if I'm wrong. They both put up pretty similar numbers, played in the same sort of era. I think Al- Alfredson lasted a little longer, but you know, early 2000s was their peak, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me check. But McGillney um, was really when McGillney entered well, the McGillney league. McGillney put up more bit. than a point per game, which well, Alfredson did not do. But he, the but only he, award he got was Lady he Bing ended as well. earlier too, though, right? Which is probably why his mm-hmm. points per game is a little higher. Yeah. 
Like, um, yeah, probably. He didn't even get the 1,000 games. He was 10 off. Yeah. yeah. And the only award he got was Lady Bing. Um, got uh, Theron Flurry. Theo Flurry. Theo Flurry is a no. I think yeah. they don't put him in um, at this point almost strictly because he's a PR nightmare. <laughs> it's like, like I, I imagine getting that guy. <laughs> Just like, all the bad press. Anti-vax. Not worthy. C- worth PPC it. or whatever. Uh, we got Jeremy Roenick on this list. No. I could. Uh, uh, he was no. good, but I. I uh, no, I don't think he so. wasn't. He. He, he was He's good. also a PR nightmare, isn't he? He's a, uh, not he had, as he big had, of a PR. He kind of had nightmare. one thing that he said yeah. that he had one bad thing. I don't can. You know. <laughs> it had to do with the, <laughs> the female yeah. coworker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we got Dave Anderchuk here. He should. He he's like the all time like leading goal scorer for like power play and shit like that, right? Uh, until Alex Ovechkin's last game. Yeah, oh. I think Alex Ovechkin is either tied for tied for first now or overtook him. Mm. Stop it. Stop but, uh, it. I, yes. He's on the fence. I could see it. I could see Let it. Let me see. What it, he didn't get any individual awards, it didn't look like, and wasn't a point-per-game player, but had over almost – he had 1,600 games, 640 goals, 700 assists. So. And he won a cup in 2004, was it? Yeah, with Tampa, which in which he barely did anything. One goal, thirteen assists. What did you but want I mean, to cover with like current players, Ty? Twenty-one. Yeah, Wait, no, I, I, just, I could just hey, think of some. Get, yeah, so let me get through this list and then we'll do that. Okay? <laughs> I'm um, bored of this Paul, list. Paul Korea. Oh, that's a good one. That, gonna, he we, should we, do I it. moved from honorable mentions down to like the the nitty gritty ones. We're at the nitty gritty ones now. Oh, okay. That he should be. I think a hundred percent he should be. Is he not? I, well, this my, this was pretty old. He, he was inducted this year. <laughs> there you actually. go. Actually, or <laughs> they got it. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm looking at them because I know that some of them. Oh, or he was inducted in 2017. How old is this list? I don't know. Um, Eric Lindros. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I feel like Ty is going to say yes I, to this one. I feel like he was just so elite. It's unfortunate. If he played a full career, there's no doubt in my mind he would have been a Hall of Famer. 100%. Best power forward ever. Yeah. But. Yes. Ty's correct. There's the dog. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> but, Ty, you were going to say. Oh, he's yelling at his dog right now. Wait, I'll be uh, back in one second. Yeah, Ty, okay. Um, so Lindros, if he played his full career, would have been the best power forward in the league. Um, and he was the best power forward in the league that his career, unfortunately was cut short by his variety of injuries that he had. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I mean, at least right now he's doing a lot of good stuff for like concussion research. There's actually a, ho- a portion of the hospital in London, um, that's named after him. It's like the Lindros, uh, uh, like research lab almost. I, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But um, anyway, I'd say that he he could, if he played his full career, as of right now, the answer is no. Uh, Luke got that on camera again, I hope. Mm-hmm. She's she back. can hear you. Okay. Oh, nice. He got no AirPods. No AirPods today again. Yeah. Oh, you're in your volunteering outfit. That's cute. Hey, don't please don't flirt while we're on. He's the giving podcast, us good TikTok okay? content again. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Eric. He he won a Hart Memorial Trophy. He won a Lester B. Pierce 
B Pearson trophy. I think I think there's a good because I the mean, potential was there. I mean, yeah. I just feel if he played a full a full career, he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. But now he's not even. Concerned. Now he's not. I don't think he has enough games played. Or or, or how many games yeah. does he have? He had 760. Yeah, I think that's not enough. Is there? Nah. A you need a that's, that's that's like what? a thousand games. I think is like your. That's ten seasons. Yeah, exactly. Well, seven hundred games about ten seasons, but. Yeah. Uh, that is it for the lists. Sergey Gonchar was another one. Yes. Uh, yeah, I see him doing it. I mean, Sergey Zubov was inducted into it. I could see Gonchar. Uh, yeah, I think yes that's the him. only one that is recent of recent days. So now, yeah, now we can shift into players that are currently playing that we think are basically locks for um, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Andre Vasilevsky, not even ten years into his career, is yeah, for sure going to be basically there. a lock. Ty, now. you're on mute, buddy. Oh, if Ty, you're on mute. Oh my again, god! Buddy. If this dog keeps stepping on this fucking <laughs> microphone, get <laughs> off of me! Can you stop? Holy shit, man! This is the TikTok you're, content you need. Yeah. You are not getting. I, I was eating something earlier, and like she just can't get off of me now. You're not I think okay. This is this is Andre Vasilevsky has been in the league for like really full time six years, and I'm I'm guaranteeing that this guy ends up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, there's he, no well, he could yeah. end up in the Hockey Hall of Fame in like two with two more yeah. seasons under his belt almost. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ty, go. Um. Okay. L- like older players, I think Ovechkin, Crosby are locks, no yeah. doubt in my mind. Um. We're looking at truly generational players. Bergeron's, yeah, Bergeron's there. Bergeron's a lock, um, I don't think. Because especially because of the way Bergeron's career is still going. Runs the best line in hockey at age 35. Yeah. Still. David's a lock. Uh, I'm looking more older right now. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Sir, I think Pavelski has a very good case. I think so too. Yeah. I don't think just he'll all, make it. But almost I think more he, for the he doesn't American, have any cups. Like, I think it's the American part of him just as much. Like, I think he's more of a relevant, like, American player than Keith Kachuk, even though they have more goals. I don't know. Yes. Maybe not. But um, actually, Pavelski doesn't have any individual awards. If you look at all of his statistics, he's worse than Kachuk and worse than Ronick. So. Yeah, but I think Pavelski is a better player. But regardless. Yeah, but does the Hockey Hall of Fame care about that? No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is why I said I don't think he'll make it, but I think he deserves to. Mark Andre Fleury's a lock. Patrick Kane's a lock. Jonathan Taves is a lock. Yeah, lock. Um, Keith Duncan Keith lock. Charles lock. Keith lock. Brent Seabrook. He's kind of technically retired, I, I guess. Is was Seabrook in the top hundred? I don't think they put him there, right? I don't know. Oh, Evgeny Malkin's a lock. Yeah, Malkin's a lock. Obviously, man. Evgeny Malkin is another career. I think Latang. But no. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, if you if he played his whole career without any in- injuries, he's like easily in the Crosby Ovechkin conversation. He, no, he I is think. when he's when he's like on his game. I don't know how else to compare. Him. Like he's like Matthews. I, I mean, I know that Matthews is younger than him, but like you know, when Matthews just like takes over a game sometimes. Yeah, Malkin, Malkin does this. All the time. There's this one game. I think it's against Carolina and like at the 2011 playoffs where he had like a hat trick, and he was just like absolutely insane and out of his mind that game. And he's had his moments like that. And you're absolutely right that you just wish you could see a full career. I think it still makes the Hall of Fame because 
the times he's played, right, he's been very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won a few cups. I think even if he wasn't behind Crosby, I think he'd be at another level too. Yeah. I think the yeah. same thing about Chris Letang. Man, Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin, if you imagine those guys with healthy careers all the way through. Imagine Pittsburgh with those two healthy. Yeah, those guys would have probably competed throughout been more of a dynasty than chicago was uh, in LA. did we mention joe thornton we no didn't. but yeah him obviously okay yeah Patrick Patrick just no cups marlo i say no interesting i think there's a lot of people i think actually if his iron man streak is what we're looking at right is that was that kind of the i mean justification I, on, for it on play he's he he isn't i think he's got the most goals for an american ever no no sorry no, he's an american he's, he's Canadian. My bad. yeah I mean, longevity of his career, and he was very healthy the entire time. On skill alone, he he's not there. But on on awards and accomplishments, he's not there. He played either. a shit ton of games. He played a shit ton of games. Is what healthy. we'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and played a shit ton of games in in succession. I'm not sure that's enough. Yeah, I don't think so either. Is he still playing this year? I don't even know. No, no, he's not. I'm looking at his hockey TV right now. Uh, I don't see any games for this year, so I don't. I guess not. Um, what other players are there? Jonathan Quick, I think he's a lock. Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty, Eric lock. Carlson. I mean, just think, about, think of all the like. Do you think Subban's not really one? No, Subban's had no, a no. terrible five-year stretch. Yeah, I think if he was, he won two Norrises though, right? Am I wrong? It might be one. No, he won one, and it was the it was the half season. Nah, yeah. Fair point. He should have won more. I'm not going to lie. He definitely should have won more, I think. Like maybe one or two more. He had really elite seasons in the mid Yeah, I think he should have had two. And to be honest, like Drew Doughty should have one less. And Hedman should also have one less. Oh, the Lockett year is the one he did get it. My bad. Um, Carlson deserves at least two more. Probably. Oh, Brent Burns. Do we think Brent Burns gets in? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's an that's an interesting one just because of He has so many goals. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna make it. He doesn't have a cup though. Right? No cup. No. Yeah. Stanley Cup finals twice, I think. He played with San Jose but, and Minnesota. Yeah, no but he's cups. got uh, two gold medals, no? Brent Burns? Doesn't he? He played at the twenty fourteen Olympics, I believe, and at the World Cup. Okay, so he so he does have. Yeah, he's he's definitely got a gold. Um, he also was part of the summer camp roster for Canada, though he did not make the final roster cut. So yeah, he was only <laughs> on it in twenty fourteen. Um, I think he makes it. I think uh, I think his gold totals speak for themselves. What about Corey Perry? Mm. I was thinking of him. Uh if if you're saying Corey Perry, you got to put Gatslaff in there too, probably then, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I think they were great. I don't think they were Hall of Fame great. They won one cup, right? One cup in Anaheim. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Wait, Corey Perry, and then Corey Perry has been to two finals since and lost both of them. <laughs> yeah, I, he's been because he was he's been in the last two. He's, he was on Dallas and then Montreal. And now he's cup chasing again, like Marion Hosa. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I I I can't make an argument for Getzlaff and Corey Perry, but I can. Corey Perry did win a heart, right? 
I think so. And didn't he win a Rocket Richard one year? I think he won both in the same year. If I'm Danny Heatley? Danny yeah. Heatley? Anyone? <laughs> he was actually a great player. He was actually like hilariously good. Okay, I'm, I'm doing some research right now on current players. This, this is uh, another old... Uh, it was written in 2014, but I did double check. Pavel Datsuk's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll bank it though. There's no doubt. He's, Even, he should be eligible, no? Though, and not until he retires. He is. Uh, he did retire, didn't he? No. Or is he, he still getting paid? He's still. I'm pretty sure his contract is still on the Coyotes. <laughs> no, I might oh, be wrong maybe. on that. But Shea for, Weber. Uh, Shea Weber should, I say. Yes. Yeah. He won two cups or two golds. He won golds and he, no, he hasn't won a cup and he probably never will. His Norris's no. though, he got, he was like the best, like, I'm not going to lie. Like peak Shea Weber. There was nobody, there was Doesn't nobody. He he's never, won, he's never won the Norris. He's oh, never hasn't? won the Norris. Oh, nope. there you go. Oh, damn. Okay. Roman Yossi. Speaking of defensemen from Nashville. Roman Yossi, no. Because you he, so? he really only became like one of the best defensemen in the world in the last few years. He's won one Norris, never won a cup. I don't think he'll make it. Do you think this is where being from Switzerland could play in? No, there's been other Swiss players in the NHL. I don't Zidane think. Chara. Yeah, that's easy. He's definitely making the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. But yeah, uh, y- 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 the thing is like Yosi's kind of unique. He kind of changed the way defensemen play a little bit. Too. Like nobody drives the rush as good as he does, so I don't know if that, I don't that'll make an impact though. So, oh, Yarmir Yager. Yeah, I mean he's obvious, though he's oh he's not retired yet because he's still playing in the Czech Republic. Yeah, well I think Pavel Datsuk was playing. I was looking at his hockey DB. It said he played in the KHL last year, so he probably. Uh, Might not be eligible. I don't here's know. an interesting one, Stamkos. Yes, another another person who I think if he didn't get as many injuries, he would be. I want to hear Ty's opinion on Stamkos because I'm kind of curious. I feel like he hates on him a bit more. That's true. We don't know where Ty went. He probably went out to let the dog out. Yeah. Um. Like I mean, he's got two rockets. He's got two cups. Captain of those cup teams. No Olympic gold medal. Unfortunate man. I know he's probably so upset right now. Um, yeah, he and McDavid. They're talking today. Um, McDavid's never going to play in Olympics until he's thirty at this rate. Yeah, I saw. And <laughs> I saw that. So that's going to be fun. Uh, do you, uh, uh, Ty? I wanted your take on Stamkos. Oh, I would say he's like a he was a generational goal scorer. I think early on in his career, he scored like 60 goals one season, which I don't, I think is like basically unheard yeah, of. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. And he won the cup. Unfortunately, he didn't make Team Canada, and this is now probably his last chance to have made Team Canada. Yep. Uh, that's do you think luck for him. One of the cups, though, he only played one game. It's true, but he... And he I scored, mean, just he the played, fact that he, he got played there. two minutes, and he scored. He scored. Not two minutes. Yeah, and at this point in time, I mean, it's kind of shitty that he's just become like this power play guy, basically. At the well, he's, he's having the, a really good year this year too. Don't discount mm-hmm. that. He's yeah. kind of back into form a little bit. Well, he all he. I mean, okay, sure. One of the cups was like he played two minutes, but second cup he was 
part of the team, uh, maybe yeah. not as major a role as he would have 10 but, years but ago. When people are voting, they're going to look at the cups. They're not going to look at what you did on those cups. They'll be like, okay, I he, think they will. he won two cups. Uh, I think right yeah. now he's it's more impressive because he's showing – because all the talk has been point, Kucherov, you have such a good team. They're both out. He's st- still at a point-per-game pace on a team without that. Um, so John Tavares. No. At this point, no. Even though huge Leafs fan came home, I say no. Yeah. Uh, Tavares, no. He's he's he, if he wins Unless, two cups in yeah, the next couple two years, cups and he still puts up like near pointed per game. Has he won any individual trophies? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, John Tavares. Uh, no, I don't think so. Hey, but, like he's a really good player, right? Again, goes back to what I've been saying. Like, no, he has. You need to be an all-time great. So he's been an elite player, top ten player, several seasons. I'm sure, no doubt about that. Yes, but he's never been the Giroux? guy. Giroux. No. Well, he's still early in his career. I like uh, Giroux. Giroux actually won. No, no. Won uh, Hart, though, right? Still doesn't matter. Luke, I still can don't you look it up since you're on his hockey DB? Oh, you're on hockey DB? Yeah. I'm on uh, Anze Kopitar's DB right That's now. That's who I was going to suggest. Kopitar? I could see Kopitar. I think Kopitar makes it. He's two Selkies, three Kopitar, Cups. 100%. If Doughty's making it, Kopitar's making it. Kopitar was better at being a center than Doughty was being at a defenseman, in my opinion. Drew has no individual awards. Yeah. So uh, no. Yeah. So he did get 102 no points in 2017-2018, uh, but I think he lost by like like if you're putting if you're putting guys like Giroux and Tavares, and then you're putting you're also going to be putting guys like I don't know, Jason Spezza in who are good players, but like and were dominant players. Uh, if you're talking about uh. With Giroux specifically, he there was a long period there where people were talking about him being better than Crosby and stuff like that. You remember that? It was like 2000, early 2010s. And I think it was more Jonathan Taves they said that. Well, I mean, they oh. were saying that about Taves too, but they were also saying like Giroux was going to be the next Crosby. And, Crosby and look, how, look how long they were though. So, no. uh, I think that's uh, really if, it. If we have Hellu- or if we have Vasilevsky are we going to put Hellubuck in that category? No. 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 Interesting. Cuz he's been better over the last like 3 or 4 years other than in the playoffs. Now according to our resident goalie professional Nick. <laughs> so, but he he's been better than Vasilevsky. He just doesn't have the cups and that's not because of him. It's because Winnipeg's uh unfortunately crap team with some bad coaching or previously bad coaching. Mm. No, I don't think Hellebuck makes so, it. So yeah, he has no he has no team or he has no awards really. He's a Vesna goalie, sure, but like he hasn't done nothing in the league. Yeah, but Hellebuck could also win another like one or two Vesnas. Talk to me in five yeah. ten five talk to me in eight years. We'll have this conversation on episode five hundred and ninety two of the Talking Hockey podcast. <laughs> I think Andre Bacheleski is more of a lock now, being younger with two cups, and, and like then being the best player. Like Smythe. yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm not I'm, Vasilevsky. All Vasilevsky is good at is wearing big goalie equipment. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands in the way. Did you see the what? okay? If Speaking we're on, of, like, yeah. Sorry, sorry let me let me just. There's a picture of him and Carey Price. They're both listed as the same height, but like Vasilevsky, his equipment is like double the size of Carey Price. Yeah. 
If you see them shaking hands in the Stanley Cup line last year. Yeah, it was a noticeable <laughs> difference. Very noticeable. Um, I think if you put Connor Hellebuck in, you got to think about putting John Gibson in. Yeah, which it's a slippery slope. Yeah, and as, I, I agree with Joseph. Top, then, top yeah. Uh, if we're on Tampa, Hedman, Kucherov. I think Hedman, yeah, Hedman, Kucherov, yeah. Braden Point. Not yet. Not too early. Too Settle early. Down. Yeah, Anthony Sorelli. Uh, Hedman, Hedman, it isn't too early. If we talked about your Carlson, Drew Dowdy, no, Hedman's, Hedman's in. Hedman's, Hedman's in. not too just, early. Uh, Braden points too early. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I'm trying to look at some other goalies. Braden Holpe? No. No. Uh, one cup, one Vesna. No. I could one see cup, a one case. One cup, one and a William Jennings. That's better than Hellebuck, who you just decided to throw in there. I could see there. a case being made. But he was a, he was a good goalie for three or four seasons, probably one of the best goalies in the league from like 2014, 2014, 2017 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't even think 2018. Those I think are, the year the Caps won the, the Cup, yeah. he wasn't they, even good in the regular yeah. season. They no, started yeah, they Grubauer. started Grubauer for the first like two games. He yeah. lost both and then Holtby took over. Between exactly. between 2013 and 2017, his uh, save percentage was around 920, 921, and then it dropped 2018, 2019 to – 909 average. Remember, so. he was also on a Barry Trotz team too all throughout yeah. that time. So well, which, that, was only, I mean, that was only the cup year really, wasn't it? He was really good basically from when he first entered the league, but 2010. But then again, that was small sample size, 14 games, 17, seven games. Then he got into his heavy, heavy minutes and like – 2014 to 2017 was really yeah so he had like a three or four year so, dominant stretch i don't think yeah that's i don't think that's enough unless he ha- picks it up again he's had he's had a pretty good year this year if i'm not mistaken yeah it's hard watch keeping up with hockey but i think he's been you okay can't, this year. you can't win with dallas so yeah even though with, even though he's got a 922 he's five and seven for so. a goalie to make it in you basically have to be like a patrick raw or a martin brodeur or uh Long dominic hashik yeah, Luongo, I think, could make it. Did Luongo get inducted yet? Or is Luongo's still... making it. Oh, okay. I think Luongo's sure. making it. And even though he didn't win any cups, he was just an elite goalie for his entire career, essentially, right? From when he got mm-hmm. his start. And he has medals, goalie. too. And he has medals, and he made the Stanley Cup Finals once. And Luongo he played a long career. eligible next year or this year. So I think that's the only goalie off the top of my mind who's recently played who is making the Hockey Hall of Fame. Vasilevsky, yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. If he keeps it up for another Mark five Fleury? years, he's a lock. I think you thought you agreed. Flurry, I th- yeah. I, uh, I think you have I'm, to because he's going to hit the weight. He's going to be one of the leaders in wins. Yeah. Mark Andre Flurry is one hundred percent making it, no yeah. matter what. He's loved around the league. Five, he's just past five hundred wins, two gold medals, three Stanley Cups. I mean, even though he didn't really do much with the Stanley Cups, the last two. Yeah. Um. No, couple of Vezinas, sure. I think there's no way Mark Andre Fleury is not making it. Uh, can we? Uh, are we done with the Hall of Fame? Because there's one other topic I wanted to discuss. Um, I wanted to bring up – well, we kind of talked about Mark Recchi and, and how – I think there was another person we talked about that w- would get in both from what they did as a player and as a, a coach or whatever. Yeah. I think Brad Mind- Brind- Rod Brindamore is an interesting I I think from topic. his play alone, though, he'd make the, the Hall. He I don't think he did that much, though. Like He wasn't a point-per-game player. And if I go to him, he won a lot of Selkie trophies. I think he won two Selkies and a, and a Jack Adams. Like those are his. He, wasn't he also almost a point per game? Ah, uh, no, three hundred points less. So he oh, had uh, uh, okay. twelve hundred points in like fifteen hundred games. One cup. 
I, yeah, I can see what you mean then. I, he he's on the verge. He's on the fifty. He's like he's like he's a cusp player. Forty sixty. Yeah, but I think the combination of coach plus uh, player puts him in there. But I just don't know what the category would be. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think. Yeah, I think they're they, separate, aren't they? They don't have a combination. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you, we were talking about how some, someone earlier would get in based off of the combination, kind of like a they have to be there, but we're not sure what they would be. I think that was Mark Recchi, no? Mark Recchi is. I think Mark Recchi makes it as a player. Yes. Yeah, he does. I forget who we were talking about then. Um, anyway. That's that's kind of like the last name I thought about. I think there's some coaches I think uh, that will make it, but they're kind of... The last topic I wanted to talk about just for the last like eight minutes that we have here was uh, the tweet that I think, Ty, did you send it in? Um, about whether uh, this was kind of the Canada's last opportunity to be like the most dominant team. Oh, I uh, sent that. Okay, so Luke sent it. So essentially the argument was the next... Olympics is going to be 2026, which is, you know, five years away. And if you look at the recent drafts, so let's, uh, and this post has from 2016 to 2020, the difference between Canada's skill in the drafts versus America's is like a very wide gap, essentially. Yes. Like massive. Like yeah, it's... so like t- Ty was gone. So like, but... I, I saw the tweet. I know what's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so like it, and it's a very wide gap too. Like the top mm-hmm. five players for points from twenty eight sixteen to twenty twenty, or for the U.S. are Matthews, Kachuk, Debrinket, Quinn Keller, Brady Kachuk, and that doesn't include guys like Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox, Quinn Hughes. Top five for Canada are Dubois, Gerard, Chitrin, Makar, and Robert Thomas. Like those are very. That's like none of those guys outside of Makar would make the top. Eight of this uh, of the American list right now from twenty sixteen mm-hmm. to twenty twenty. Well, and while think- like Canada ha- to give us something more, con- to more context, the reason the twenty sixteen to twenty twenty years were drawn from was because those players are going to be in their peak years still by the time twenty twenty six rolls around, right? So if you're draft if you're drafted in uh, you know twenty sixteen and you're eighteen. By 2026, 10 years later, you'll be 28, you know, just about to exit your prime, right? So all of Canada's prime guys, Marshan, Crosby, Bergeron. Uh, they're gone. They're not they're in gone, this. Or yeah. even if they are still there, if Crosby's 40 years old and still on Team Canada, maybe. But, like, a lot of those guys aren't going to be in their primes anymore. McDavid's was dra- McDavid was drafted in 2015. 15. He's going to be 30 years old and he's still going to be one of the best players if not the best player but um he's not going to be the uh most dominant player what are you laughing at i i think that they are i think that they still will like even though mckinnon's going to be 32 and looking i mean we're, we're going to be friggin' old in 2026 man let's just throw that out there we'll, mm-hmm. we'll all be 30 years old actually exiting our primes but um like I think that these players, like like Crosby at the last Olympics, was still the best player in the league. There was no doubt about it, mm-hmm. right? He was also, in 2014, was 30-ish years old, 29, 30 years old. I don't see him, I don't see those guys making the play. That's why it's really unfortunate. This was probably the only time we'd see McDavid and Crosby and McKinnon and all these yeah, guys. We're never the, gonna and, see it yeah, then. we're never going to see it again. 
Unless they do World Cup of Hockey. Uh, unless they push the, the tournament to 2023. I don't know. Yeah, yeah one maybe. can dream. But, but so so it the tweet seem likely. The but tweet yeah, you're right. continued yeah. into okay, it showed the four year span. So the first one was twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, which I was referring to before. The second one was twenty nineteen to twenty twenty three. Top five Canadian players were John Tavares, Matt Duchesne, Taylor Hall, Tyler Sagan, and Evander Kane, with Ryan O'Reilly kind of right behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just point totals. Okay. The top for the United States were Cam Fowler, Craig Smith, Nick Letty, Brandon Sod, and Justin Falk. Like fine players, but like <laughs> but not even like the gap between those two lists the, are yeah, is huge. Absolutely like even bigger than the twenty sixteen to twenty twenty gap. Right. And then the next uh range is twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen. You have Top five for Canada, McKinnon, Sean Monaghan, McDavid, Bo Horvat, Jonathan Druin. But then you have a bunch of guys a little bit lower that are obviously better than those guys. You have Ekblad, Mitch Marner, Braden Point, uh, Matt Barzell, just to name a few. Um, but then below that, uh, for and their comparisons were Seth Jones, Jack Eichel, Dylan Larkin, and Austin Matthews and Matt Kachuk, because this is 2013 to 2017. So it's closer here, but Canada's still ahead. But then when you go 2016 to 2020, America's far ahead. So if you project over the next four years and America's still a little bit ahead of Canada, 2026 isn't going to look very pretty. It's kind of the conversation. And then if you look at the goaltending, like <laughs> Canada doesn't have a lot of good young goalies. They like they have Carter have. Hart. Carter yeah. Hart and DiPietro and... Like, <laughs> oh, even the, Mikey DiPietro was like, I don't think that he's ever making the NHL. Yeah, he might not, right? But then the U.S. Spencer Knight, Jake Ottinger, Caden Promo, Jeremy Swayman, all of them are in the NHL right now, or starting. Or Caden Promo is actually in the NHL, but still. Uh, Canada's goaltending is always weak. They got to uh, take a look into that to become. It's especially weak, though. Is kind of the. Problem. Especially because so you're, you're, you're with... betting on Carter Hart being a goalie that he looked like two years ago. Well, he, he and, has and been slightly this year. This so, year yeah. so, but uh, yeah, the, the the thing is, like, I don't, and I kind of agree with the premise of the tweet, which is that there's no way Canada from now on is going to be as dominant as they were. They were going well, to be this year. You go, you're also forgetting that, like, Connor Bedard and uh, Shane Wright and couple of those other guys who have been well, who are, are going to be Shane drafted Wright, upcoming Shane Wright we'll see but uh Connor Bedard obviously he's the next next generational yeah so player. he's going to be he's going to be like you know your 2026 he'd be like McDavid right now essentially right assuming that everyone's saying that this guy's going to be you know a generational guy mm-hmm. the next generational you know first overall pick you're looking at like this, a, this came from Jay Fresh Hockey, and he did say in the comments, he's like, "This is all resting on the fact that, yeah, the, 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 we have Bedard and Wright and some other top talent coming up, but our goalies are kind of dog shit." They got to figure that out, really. If you're Canada, you they they should have figured tried to figure it out 15 years ago, because I think no matter what, any Olympic tournament in our lifetime and our in our great grandchildren's lifetime, if their hockey still exists in this world, still exists and they're playing it at the Olympics, I think Canada's always going to be a favorite in it. Yeah, no they're going to be a favorite. They're not going to be the favorite. If you, ran, if you ran a perfect Canada team this year versus a perfect U.S. team versus a perfect Russia team, Canada's ahead. 
and it like it's close, but it's not like super close, right? Any team can win. It's hockey. It's one game. You know, no, anything can happen. But like if you totaled up the talent and whatever number you want to use, Canada was by far ahead. I it's not going to be the case in twenty twenty six for sure. Like I, I just don't see it happening with all the top talent right now being in the U.S. Like the U.S. defense in 2026 can still be Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox, Quinn Hughes as the top three guys. And mm-hmm. in Canada, you'll have Makar. Um, Makar. I think of anyone off the top of your head. Makar. Makar. <laughs> Sam Girard. Um, uh, he was, Sam Girard wasn't even on the short list this year. That's You're proving my point. Jacob Chitrin. He's also been trashed this year. They're trying to dump that, him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> like, other than Kale McCarr, you really can't name a guy that, like, superstar guy should 100% be there. So, it was, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll cut it off here because I got things to do and I got to take a dog for a walk. Um, but, like, it's it's really unfortunate that we didn't get this tournament because I didn't watch the 2018 Olympic hockey at all. Didn't even cross my mind. I don't even know who won. Did Canada even send a team? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, can't, I couldn't even tell you who won. Wasn't it like this year. Czech, Germany? Th- that's really like, and we're also talking about a, a Olympic Games that's in China and, you know, 12 hour difference, right? I would have woken up like I was Sochi. I woke up at 530 in the morning to watch Team Canada play a gold medal game on a Sunday morning, right? Russia won. Russia won. Okay, because Russia sent all their KHL players. Okay, never mind. Easy win. Like, it's uh, it's, it's just unfortunate because... I'm, I'm probably not even going to really watch these Olympics anymore, right? That that was the reason for me to tune in. And in Sochi and Vancouver especially, man, like that was what was on TV everywhere you went, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I just have no idea. Yeah, I'm, not watching it in MDHS. I'm not going to be remember, watching it. If the, remember yeah, watching it in MDHS? Yeah, uh, MDHS. School shut cafeteria? down to watch like Team Canada play against Latvia, right? So Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Do you, uh, the, one of the arguments that was, you know, uh, speculated online, I posted it on Instagram was, um, like soccer has it right and they should, uh, you know, only send, you know, under 21 or under 23, I forget what it is for the Olympics for soccer, but they only send the play, young players essentially to go. They don't send all. They, the, they, they, they send like, it. it's under, it's an under 23 tournament, but each team gets like three guys who are over exactly. 23. And exactly. usually they choose like bums, like, like for example, like Germany chose, uh, uh, I forget what their names are. Uh, they, they're two twins. I don't remember what their name are, two brothers. Yeah, they don't usually, they aren't going to, like, you know, in soccer, they're not going to, like, bring Messi all of a sudden or anything like that. Uh, but It was actually I funny think... because, uh, sorry, the, the side comment, Brazil, Neymar wanted to go to the Olympics this year for Brazil, but he didn't. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the Bender brothers, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, do you even yeah, know who yeah, those yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, so it's like under 23, but you get a couple guys who are over 23. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, so I don't, I don't just like that idea. World Cup of Hockey... But, the yeah. the World Cup for soccer is so different because every single country in the world has a soccer team, so you can build a best on best tournament. When when the NHL tries to do it, I know I know you Twitter guys love the North America team, right? But you can't have that at a if you're having a legitimate Olympic. No, but you can have a World Cup without having Team North America. You don't you need do, to. Yeah, but they're going to, to. But but there's not enough. Like the talent pool 
unfortunately, it's kind of like once you get past Canada, USA, Russia, Sweden, Finland, Switzerland sometimes is good, right? You're, you're getting teams that are going to get blown out of the water. Whereas I know World Cup is kind of the same, but I don't ever foresee a situation where, you know, uh, I don't know, Latvia is going to beat Canada and move on, you know. I don't ever see that happening. Hey, remember 2014? Well, yeah, but, but, on his head and... but yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, look at world cup tournaments, right? Like it's, it's, it's best on best. And every single country in the world has a team that's, that's submitting to it. I don't And I think that half the countries in this world right now have people who cannot skate. A single person cannot skate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you'll ever see like an African team, you know, join the world cup of hockey. Yes. I'm Ever. looking at the tweet. I'm looking at the tweet right now. It says, "I'm all for the NHL doing a World Cup every four years, but please do not give me gimmick teams like Team yeah. North America and Team Europe. I want the teams. I want the players to be on the team that they represent. I want to see the best players on those teams. I still want to see a Team North America and Team Europe. It doesn't have to be World Cup, but it's fun. You just get combinations. That- of play- you just get combinations of players you're never going to get. We're never going to get to see McDavid, McKinnon, Austin Matthews." Ekblad, Morgan Riley, all on the same team. Well, again. you could have seen them face off in a best-on-best tournament at the Olympics in 2018 and also 2022, and we didn't. Yeah. Uh, 2018 was different. The NHL were bitches back then. 2022 is a little bit more understandable, especially because like the the rumors coming out of China were that if you tested positive for COVID, you would have to stay there for five weeks. Are you fucked? Yeah, no. It, it, although, if the NHL is pulling out, I feel like there's going to be other people that are pulling out as well. So we'll see what happens there. It, yeah, you're, you, I, I just hope and pray, even though they said it's not likely. I think Elliot said it's not likely. I just hope and pray it moves to 2023. So hopefully we can move past yeah, we'll this all. See. I don't think it will. I doubt it. Anyway, thanks for yeah. listening, guys. That's it. Merry Christmas. Right. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy week. New Year. Yeah. Yep. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.